Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Golly. Welcome to Crossroads the day after Christmas. I am so thankful that you guys are here joining us this morning and hanging out with us for a bit. I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas yesterday. Um, my name is Dion. Um, as we get started this morning, we're in for a special treat. Um, today is our prophecy message. We get to do this once a year, um, right after Christmas, and we just kind of take a look into what the Bible has to say about our future, um, the hope and the promises that it holds. And I do just want to say for you guys, if you have looked inside your bulletin, for you diehard Crossroadians who came today, we have extra credit. Nah, nah. <laughs> we, are, we are in for a treat. This is wonderful, wonderful. And on that note, we are also doing something special today as well. And so um, for us here in-house, as well as our online family, um, because the prophecy message has a tendency to evoke a lot of questions. Um, we may have some confusion about anything, or we might just, you know, simply have a simple question. We're actually going to take a little bit of time at the end of the message to do a question and answer period. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get started this morning. Um, I'll just mention quickly, um, starting next weekend is our new series, and we're going to be focusing on the relationships in our lives from um, marriage and parenting to grandparenting to our retirement and time to finishing well. And because uh, Christ has something to say and the Bible has application for all of it, um, for everything in between, would you please join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you so much. For the celebration that we had yesterday. It is only because of you and your incredible love for us and the fact that you loved us so much that you made a way for us to have a relationship with you. And that's really where this all starts. We thank you for the message that you give us today, that you love us enough to let us know what we need to be prepared for. Um, and that truly does bring us hope. So I pray that's what we would find in all of this. And um, it's in your son's amazing name we pray. Amen. I have, I have one of the funniest events, and this is, you know, this is, uh, this, I'm wacky, I'm Bill, but let me go back and talk about something that, that Lori remembers very well. Thirty-some uh, uh, years ago, we were at the Seventh-day Adventist, and we were having a service, and she and uh, Mike Bram were doing the music, and so I had my notes here, and they were going to come up and sing, and so I picked up my notes and left, so they came up to sing, and I had their music behind me. I don't know if you've ever forgiven me for that, but... Uh, <laughs> But anyway, so, so she could have taken my notes and got even today, but she didn't. Uh, okay, we're going to do something very challenging as far as I'm concerned, uh, but we're going to do it quickly. Uh, I was trying to think of a way to say this as I came up here. When I was uh, younger, back in high school, I did a lot of water skiing, a lot of beach work and, and water skiing and stuff like that. And uh, one of the guys that I went skiing with uh, had a real light fiberglass boat with a big Johnson motor on the back, and we'd cut across the San Diego Bay when it was pretty choppy. And so there was a good experience or a bad experience. If we were going just the right way, we would go from wave top to wave top to wave top, and it would be so we would be so cool because that was cool anyway. But we were really cool uh, in this boat. But if we got off just a little bit, that little wave top we were hitting. Boom, we'd hit the wave, and it was not fun at all. It was absolutely no fun. So uh, today, here's the choice, and here's the goal. I want to stay on the wave tops. Uh, I, I don't want to hit the kaboom, kaboom. We're going to be moving as fast as we can move. 
uh, going in a direction. That's, that's our plan. Uh, we're talking about prophecy. For those of you, and Dion already mentioned it, we have more notes in that bulletin than you can imagine. Now, and that's not all of them. If you have your phone, you can go there or you can go to our website and you'll see an incredible number of resources that are in there uh, that you can have. So if, if, if you want to, I would suggest you use your phone because if this gets real boring, you can play a game. And everyone will think that you're being so godly and just so focused on that phone and so engaged. So uh, that's an option you have. But today I'm doing something that uh, every Christian should be. You, we, we say this is a pastoral deal, but it's not a pastoral deal that we're talking about. Uh, everyone who follows Christ, everyone who is aware of the signs of the times, and, and we live in dangerous times, and I can only say as a, as a nation, we're racing at, at breakneck speed away from God. We're doing everything we can as a nation publicly to insult God, to reject God, uh, to push him out of our schools, our homes, our lives, and everything else. And so as, as followers of Christ, we should be watchmen to our families, to our cultures, to everyone that's around us. And this verse talks about it back from the book of Ezekiel. It says when God says, when I want to bring a sword, when I want to bring destruction, when I want to bring pain uh, because of immorality, correction, or whatever it is upon a nation, he says, you Christians, you can warn them. If you got family, warn your family. If you're in a neighborhood, warn the neighborhood. Whatever the case may be, we're carrying the truth. Now, we're going to lay out a bunch of truth. It's going to be like trying to drink out of a fire hose uh, as we go over this, getting the information. But this is just a, a reminder to Christ followers who are aware of the importance and the power of prophecy, who, who regularly look at it and who do a very important thing. You read the newspaper and you read the Bible. And you're going to find that the Bible is describing the newspaper and it gives the background and the understanding and it was written thousands of years ago. And we can walk with confidence that this, this time in this country and this world is not out of control. A plan is being carried out. And so today we're going to kind of hit all that. There's going to be references uh, inside, of your, inside of your Bible and in other places. Whoa, guess what? Things are about to get messy. Not just in this service, but in our country. Anyone who doesn't see that. <laughs> we got big mice upstairs. I love that. You know, you want to talk. Guys, just the side note, because it's there. Those kids are the hope. As you raise your kids, and, and we help you raise your kids and, and, and everything else, this is where the hope is. The hope is, is, is those little feet growing up, carrying the news of Jesus Christ to their generation. So there is hope as long as Christ is there and parents are doing their job and raising their kids, and I won't go there. But here's the promise that we have. Things are going to get messy. A prudent person sees danger and hides himself. We're, we should be able to see the dangers that are around us. We should see the dangers for our kids. We're putting them into a humanistic uh, meat grinder in the public today. Not only the school system, the media, the music, the internet, the phones, and everything else that's there. It just chews kids up if we're, they're not protected by their parents and spits them out as little humanists 
uh, with inoculated against the living God. So uh, we should see the danger in our lives, in our country, in our kids' lives, so that we can take precautions. The, the reward of humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honors and life. Uh, and the promise, God doesn't do anything. We're going to see a lot of this today. Uh, where God doesn't do anything until he tells his servants, the prophets, so we can know, we can stand confident uh, when we see the events taking place. And we are told, we are told, we should know the signs of the times. Some people don't come to the prophecy message specifically because they don't like prophecy. Really? Really? It it shocks me. Prophecy, for those of you who know, is the, is the single stamp of a supernatural God. He's put upon the Bible to show us his, his inspired words, someone talking from beyond this timeline into our time, saying this is what's going to happen. Only a supernatural God can do that. And so this proof is, again, what hooked me to show me the reality that God exists, can tell the future, and it's in the Bible. So uh, all of that, we, sh we should be going forward. This is uh, just a bunch of stuff. Uh, we're going to hit it as fast as we can, and yet uh, hopefully bring some understanding out of it. We're going to talk about God's prophecy for this creation. We, don't, we somehow forget because we stand on a solid stage and we hear little feet running up top of us over there, little peeps and, 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 and gravity and all this other stuff. This isn't, this isn't the... This isn't it. This is just a temporary creation that's been put together. So we're going to look at the history of the prophecy on the creation, on the world, on the United States, on crossroads in each person here. We're going to do all of that in the next uh, 20 some minutes. Wave tops, wave tops, think, think wave tops. Let's start with some basic overview. Uh, this is the timeline of the end times. And really it started uh, 2000 years ago. It started on the far left where that arrow is. This is where we are now. We're in the present church age. It started in 70 AD. And it's marching forward. When, the, when Jerusalem fell, the temple was torn apart. Stone upon stone was taken off. And we'll talk about that today. But that's when the age of the Gentiles started. So it, it comes forward to a time. There's a seven-year period at the end of uh, their time here under a normal reality of earth like we're living now. There's going to be a time, a peace treaty will take place. We'll talk about the events. Three and a half years, three and a half years, seven years total uh, of tribulation. Jesus Christ, when he comes back, will transform our bodies. I it just, I, uh, you young guys don't care. Us old dudes, we're going to get a do-over. We're going to get a new body. We're going to get a new reality. Someone we were talking in our Sunday school class today, Jim pointed out that when he comes back, we will be like him. When he comes back, we will perfectly know. It'll be a whole different deal when he comes back. So we will reign and rule with Christ here on this earth. Not that we're going to reign. We're going to be you know, hanging out with Christ for a thousand years in, in glorified bodies. And then at the end of that thousand years, there'll be a, a, a short period and then boom, Everything that we know goes away. Everything that we think is so important, this reality will be gone. 
we will, this reality will disappear. A new heaven and a new earth will be created. Uh, as just as Christ is in heaven now, a new heaven, a new earth will be created, and we will dwell with him for eternity. How are we going to get there? What's in the way between now and now? Buckle up. We're going to go at it. Prophecies about the physical creation that's here. First off, we, we need to start at the beginning. We need to go back. God created a perfect creation without fault. The science demands a creator. A again, I, I'll say this about evolution. Evolution is a fool's errand to keep us from God. It is so easy to disprove and kick into the trash can. Anyone who actually thinks, that probably insulted a bunch of people, but okay. Uh, I can back that up with all the evidence that you might want. God, we talked about it uh, Christmas Eve, Jesus Christ came and created the world, everything. And then in this perfect garden, Satan, because the spiritual war is at foot, uh, foot uh, in, in this world, and Satan comes, and, and he comes to Adam and Eve, and he gives them a promise. He says, if you, if you reject God's order and his truth, you can make your own truth. Any parent knows their kids for the last 60 years has been told to build their own personal truth. Most people in here graduated from a school system that told you that you can value, get your values clarified through values clarification. You can have your own personal truth. There is no absolute truth. You make up your own and you live with your own. That's what happened in the Garden of Eden. You will be like God knowing good from evil. You will be able to define good from evil. Many of you have kids right now, and it breaks your heart to see them define good and evil for themselves by their own standard, and they're destroying their lives. And without a doubt, many of us here, if we're not careful, can fall into that. So this is the beginning of the world. This is the fall of the world that it takes place. Now, the earth is created as a stage and a stage only. For 6,000 years, the greatest love story that's ever been told has been played out on the stage of this physical reality that was created. A God who loves us so much created this stage, this environment, so that we might come to know him. We might come to know his heart, his love, his compassion here on this earth. You know, he's been ready to be sought from the moment of the fall to this moment right now. He's reaching out and continuing to reach out to each and every person. And, and, as, and as individuals, we can choose to reject him, as this is saying, and insulting to his face and saying, no, God, I don't want you to control me. I'll be my own God. Thank you very much. I'm doing a real fine job, despite the evidence to the contrary. Uh, I will do that. But he's continuing to reach out. He's continuing to reach out today. And, and he will actually will never stop reaching out to us. Now, there's going to be a moment, creation fell, God continues to reach out. I want to say 6,000 years later, there's going to be this transformation when we look back and, and we're going to look at everything that's took place and we're going to say, oh man, it was all worth it. We will see and fully understand God's plan for our life and for this world. And, and when that takes place, it's going to talk about it's not worth comparing to everything that's before for the glory that's going to take place. Caution awaits as God reveals who his followers are, who are the sons and daughters of God. We'll know them 
and if we're among them, we're going to be, that's that moment of transformation. When Christ comes back, we're transformed. The, the immortal will put on the mortal, or the mortal will put on the immortal. The, the, the fallen and decayed will put on the perfect and the holy to live a thousand years. And I love this, right? For we know that the whole creation is groaning together in the pains of childbirth. We watch a world decaying around us. We watch cultures and countries decaying around us. And creation is groaning, groaning, as in childbirth, waiting for this new creation. And this will come when Christ comes back. That's the restoration on Jesus' return. You know, we, we look at all this stuff and we, you know, we get, we go into this last seven years and just, we talked about this before, the death, five out of seven Five billion out of seven billion people will die in that last seven years. The fish, the sun will be die, the sun will be darkened, water will turn to blood, earthquakes, uh, and hail the size of a hundred pounds will be falling down on. This is the beginning of this tribulation period that we talked about the last seven years that's going to take place there. Uh, the end of it will end in that thousand year reign. And I, I, I love this verse and, and, and many people hang on to it. It's it's Revelation 21, and it talks about the judgment's been taken, all this has been, and the bride has been prepared. And that's what, that's what his followers are considered. Jesus Christ is the groom, and we are the bride. And so we see this final thing, this new heaven, this new earth coming down. No more tears, no more pain, no more sorrow. It's all gone. Now, I don't understand that. I can't grasp that. I don't think anyone can. We're so, it, it's so hard to look beyond the reality, but you have to, I, I have to sit quietly in front of God just to touch or taste little bits of that, what's coming for us. I think this, we're talking about it in Sunday school, it's just the moment of standing before God in perfect peace, in perfect love, and, and, and understanding. It's, this we get to live in as it comes down, this new heaven. And there no, I like the end of that thing. It says, uh, neither shall there be any mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. The former, that's all gone. That's all gone. How do we get there is, is, is what's going on in the world today. You see, because we're fallen people, God established governments. You know, our even our Declaration of Independence comes back to the Bible and it starts talking about God establishes governments to, to control, to help, to protect life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness in the case of our country. God does this. So in, in Romans, it talks about that let every person be subject to the governments. Every group of people has some form of government. We're blessed where we can choose our leaders. There are other countries in the world that are not so blessed that take place. But government's established inside of the government. So what's, what's the government situation right now? Let's look at some governments inside of the world. We're at the end of this age. There's governments all over the world. The United States is one government. Uh, there's a hundred and uh, so many, 63 governments, I believe, at this time. What's the most important nation According to the Bible, it's not the United States. It's the, the most important city is not Trona or Ridgecrest or Inukern. 
It's Jerusalem. The country is Israel. And so uh, at the end times, Jerusalem will be the focus. It starts at the beginning of those last seven years, working up to the end. You don't think, you don't notice this right now, but right now what's happening in Israel is the most important thing that's happening. It's not what's happening in the United States as much as we like to think we're the big Marofa. We are not. God's timetable will be bringing this about. It's the nation of Israel, and here's what's going to happen. The edge of the sword will be in captives from all nations. In Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles. This is the age of the Gentiles from 70 A.D. to 2021. We've got a couple of days. It could end. 2022. I think it's already ended, by the way. Just to let you know, uh, the, the end times prophecy all work around the capital of Jerusalem. And we're going to talk today about what is the, there was a specific date that's already happened. But let's talk about the rebuilding of the nation of Israel. This is whenever I talk to people about prophecy. Here's a couple things that, here's what's going to happen. Israel was scattered at 70 AD all over the world because they rejected the Messiah. God says, time out for Israel, set aside, we'll call you back at the end. And so he says, I'll take the people of Israel from among the nations. He brought them back. He scattered them around the world, but he brought them back supernaturally. And he made them a nation in one day. If you hang on to any prophecies, hang on to that one. I was in, in grade school when that took place. And I look back at that. And, and surprisingly, we had, uh, we took up money to plant trees in Israel from my school. The Muslims had cut down every tree as a punishment to Israel. And it was barren and deserted and just a wasteland. And so the first thing they did when they came back, they started planting trees. And they restored the nation. It's now the fruit bowl of Europe uh, and the vegetable bowl of Europe. Uh, they'll come back. They'll no longer be nations. They'll be one. And it will be made the most amazing prophecy in one day. When one United Nations passed it and the United States recognized it. So the age of the Gentiles uh, will stop, I believe, guaranteed around Jerusalem. Now, when will that be? Will it be uh, May 14th, 1948, when it was created a nation? No, that's about the nation. Will it be 1967 or 1973 with the wars that they had there? No, they, they recaptured Jerusalem, but it was never given to them. It was recognized, Jerusalem was again recognized at the capital of Israel on, on May 14, 2018, when our country moved their embassy to Jerusalem. I believe that's the end of the age of the Gentiles. Since 2018, I personally have been kind of walking around with not bated breath, but no, okay, there's something happening. Mark, in my opinion, that's where we are. The end of the age of the Gentiles has happened. What's the next event we're going to see? Well, this is the world. What's in the news? What, what, what's taking place? The next big event in the world is going to be a Middle Eastern war. It's going to be a war in the Middle East. Russia, Turkey, and uh, Iran are going to invade Israel. They're going to invade it. They're going to attack it. They will be destroyed uh, on the hills of Israel. But these names of these countries, if you, if you follow them, this is Russia. This is 
Iran. This is Turkey. And they're on the borders of Israel as we speak. Just a, a little bit of news that took place. Uh, this comes out of the Tehran. This is from Iran. Just one wrong move, they tell Israel. Just, this is a headline in their paper. Just one wrong move. And those little red dots are all the places that they have targeted in the nation of Israel to destroy the nation of Israel. It's not an empty threat. Hezbollah, just north of them, has 200,000 rockets, all capable of hitting each and every one of those targets. Uh, Hezbollah has that. Hamas has rockets that they can shoot. Iran is now developing the nuclear. This is something that Israel will not allow to happen. They will again attack Iran, whether it's through, uh, last time they took them down through a cyber attack, uh, before Israel went and bombed uh, Syria when they were trying to make nukes. But they're that close. And we're, going, we're being suckered back into one of those, that, that nuclear agreement with them where we l raise the sanctions. They're going to make a bomb, and they've promised when they get it, number one, they're going to hit Israel, and number two, they're going to hit us. That's, 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 that's by the way, is, is uh, prophecy in going. But when they attack, <clears throat> one of the fun things is they're going to be destroyed on the hills of Israel. When I, when I drove to Israel, uh, I was up in the Golan Heights, and uh, when I visited Israel, when I was on a tour being guided around, but uh, it's like I knew something. But no, but you know one thing I did notice with a military background, I saw a bunch of burned out tanks. That's exactly where the Syrian tanks ended uh, when they attacked Israel. This overwhelming force was defeated by a few hundred thousand uh, Israelis that were fighting for their lives. And I said, well, why are they still there? We want them to remember. They've forgotten. That war will take place, and I believe it's going to take place rather soon, because the armies we're talking about are gathered together at this time. But this brings us back to our timeline. When does that take place? Right at the beginning, the present age goes into it. Age of the Gentiles is over. The Israel will be attacked. They will be supernaturally defeated. But out of this, a peace treaty will take place that will reestablish, quote unquote, peace. My guess, and now this is all speculation, now it's going to happen. I think the likely candidate is the United Nations, being led by someone that we call the Antichrist, that is going to negotiate a peace treaty. We know uh, that it's going to take place. It'll take, when it takes place, get out a stopwatch and punch it. You have seven years, 42 plus 42 months. You've got uh, 1,290 days, 1,200 days, just going pick, pick all the way across. And then that's what's going to take place. At the end of that period of time, there's, a, there's like a 45-day window we can talk about, but Christ is coming back. So when that, when that takes place, that peace treaty, so why the UN? Why, what's, why am I so down on the UN? Well, if you stop and think, it is the modern Tower of Babel. If you remember what Babel was about, Babel says, we're going to build an organization. We're going to get everyone together. We're going to speak the same language. And we don't need God. We can bring peace. We can bring security. We can bring prosperity. We can do it all together because we be man and women. We, we can be mankind. We're little humanists. And that's what 
the United Nations is. They've banned God, banned the Bible, banned truth, banned everything. They're the greatest supporter, if you will, of abortions inside of our world. They provide, uh, they've provided literally hundreds of millions of abortions through their funding, some of it our money, around the world. They continue to be so inclusive with everything except Christians. Oh, by the way, lifestyle is all accepted. But don't come in and say you're the only way. They'll, they'll let Muslims say it. They'll let Hindus say it. They'll let, actually, atheists say we're the only way. But they won't let a Christian say it. The United Nations is, has set itself up as the God of this world. When, who's, going to, who's going to solve our climate change? We're heading for disaster. Who holds the thermostat for Pete's sake? Or for God's sake, he does. Not United Nations. They think they can tweak it. This is a picture. <laughs> if you, sometimes you see this and you go, really? I don't believe that. Those of you who are familiar with uh, Revelation, the Antichrist is called the beast. So can you believe that the United Nations would take that beast which so similar to the beast described in Revelation, and this sits in the uh, courtyard in front of the United Nations in, U in, U North, in U New York, that place too. Uh, and here's what it says about this. This is the guardian for international peace and security. It sits on the visitor's plaza outside the United Nations in New York City, United States. I feel so secure knowing that this beast, which is described in the Bible as a symbol of the Antichrist, is keeping me in peace in Ridgecrest, California. We can all go, thank you, United Nations. Again, the United Nations uh, is the modern Tower of Babel. If you ever watch them, you know, God scattered them into different languages so we would stop relying on man and rely on God. If you ever watch the General Assembly, what do you see? Yeah, 163 nations, or 193 members sitting there, and they all got earbuds on. They're not listening to music. It's all back to one language. They, whatever language they want to speak, they've united themselves again. And they're going to build their little tower. And this is the, uh, this is the, the promise of those seven weeks that start at that peace treaty, I believe, negotiated by the Antichrist, which leads... The United Nations. I could be wrong, so don't, don't hang anything on that. But unless some other worldwide organization rises up in the short term, this is what's going to happen. Uh, and this is the exact breakout. What's going to happen? The people of the prince to come, this is the Antichrist, they'll destroy the sanctuary, the city, and something's going to take place. And this is so important. It's called the abomination that makes desolate. One more thing. There's an art, there's a, there's a link on your, uh, I think it's in your bulletin, but it sure is on your website with your phone. And you click that, and it's from Sweden. Now, I'm Swedish, so I, I, they're, they're brilliant people, but they really went south on this one. They're the ones that are creating the chip. It's that big. It can go, this is what they're going to use for the uh, COVID passport. This is where all of your financial information will be treated. And you'll just read that thing and, or watch that video and, and you'll see how it's going to be used. They've already been chipping babies for decades. They chip animals uh, so they don't lose them and you can track them down. You know, if, if Fido went someplace, you'll know exactly where Fido is. And, and a lot of husbands need to be tracked. 
But erase that. Uh, <clears throat> but this is this chip. It was allowed to give breath to this image we just saw of the beast so that the image and the beast will speak and, and might cause those who, you know, to worship the beast and be slain. It causes uh, the small, the great, the rich, the poor, the slave to be marked on their right hand or on their forehead uh, with this mark, with this chip where they could, if you don't have it, you can't buy or sell. There's already been attempts, not attempts, test markets successfully where cashless societies have been set in in certain areas. You know, so if you want to buy, you just swing your hand over there, your forehead. There was a, a, oh, I'm sorry, a bank ad a while ago, and it showed the guy coming into his bank, and uh, the, the teller reaches over and grabs his head, puts it down, and rubs it back and forth across her counter because he's got the universal barcode on his forehead. That's what we're talking about. We're moving on. Thank you. Uh, sheesh. He will deceive, this Antichrist will deceive the whole world. He will deceive the whole world except for Christians. And And those Jews who are looking for their Messiah. Because he will, he will walk in into this point of time. He will deceive the whole world. But then Jerusalem will be the focus of this. Uh, he makes Jerusalem the center of it. The, the siege will be the Battle of Armageddon. Everything will take place right outside of Jerusalem during this period of time. The desecration of the temple, it's the abomination that makes desolate. If you know nothing else, Jesus Christ, we'll see in a minute, he tells you to understand the abomination that makes desolate. He says when that happens, that's the most important thing in his end time speech. Know when it is. How will you recognize it? It will be on TV, I promise you, all around the world, broadcast by satellite. The abomination to make desolate is when this Antichrist goes into the rebuilt temple and declares himself God. That's ridiculous. No, it's not. He'll be, the supreme, he'll be the source of bringing peace. He'll be all hope. He's going to be so smooth. The best picture of the Antichrist as a, as, a, as a model would be Solomon. All of his wisdom. He's so far from God. But the whole world followed after him and looked for wisdom. That's the world taking place. What about the United States? Quickly, because... Uh, about a month ago, if you want to, there's, a, there's a, one of our messages called Patmos which is the book of Revelation. Uh, this, I believe, is the United States. We honor God with our lips. Still 70% of the people inside of our country will say they're Christians. Say they, 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 you know, actually that number's getting down into, this, into the mid-60s now. Uh, but we are divided. You know, the next election, we're going to find out we don't have two parties. But four. We've got Republicans... Then we've got Trump Republicans, we've got uh, Biden Democrats, and we've got Sanders Democrats. We've got four parties that are going to be voting next time. We are so divided, there is no beginning. And the, the infighting of all the special interest groups, uh, we are totally divided. So th this is where we sit as we do that. And I, I used this a couple days ago. Uh, Jesus Christ never changes. Our belief has gone to like 3% of the general population understand, understand biblical Christianity. 
Two percent uh, under, under uh, 30 understand that. Under 20, it's zero percent. This is where this, those numbers are where we're heading. And so how do we know where we are as a country? I'm not even going to go there. But I'm going to tell you, if you want to know, it's very simple. Read Deuteronomy 28. It's on your outline. It's on your insert. The, you know, uh, find out what Deuteronomy 28 says. Then read Romans 1, 18 on. Until the end. It will talk about God reveals himself to everyone. We, we turn away from the truth that we have inside of us. We become our own gods as we do that. There they are real quick. Just read. Uh, but it gives the decay of a nation. It goes from God's revealed truth to them until they turn away from God. Humanistic teachings and humanistic beliefs enter in. The first thing that they see is sexual immorality, homosexuality, redefining the family. And then it goes all the way through the end of that till the end. And then the, the rejection of God. Read that and you will see the decay of the United States. If you want to see specifically also, by the way, it, if you read, we read it in our Sunday school class today. Uh, in 2 Timothy 4.2, it will talk about the earmarks of the United States. Well, this is collecting teachers uh, that will tell you what exactly what you want to know. But some of the teaching of, of Timothy will tell you we'll be lovers of self. And oh man, does that hit our country? We're taught to love ourselves, our self-esteem. Now we're coming to what's going to happen to Jesus and his followers? What's going to happen to biblical Christians in the end times? Christ is coming back. He's going to grab us. But between now and then, it's going to be bumpy, rocky, and everything else. Don't be uninformed, those who are asleep. When he comes back, the dead in Christ will rise. We who know Christ will be transformed into his image, and we will live a thousand years with him. And, and it's kind of interesting. You think about that. I've always kind of been pictured in my mind. I, I will be reunited with my family that knew Christ in heaven. No, we're going to get it, hang out down here for a thousand years. Jesus will be ruling in Jerusalem. We'll be sitting there eating uh, those good vegetables and fruit and everything else in Israel. But we'll be here on this earth. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be uninformed. When he comes back, it's this last part, encourage one another with those words. As we go into this time, encourage those. And also I put in your notes other places where you can describe this. Jesus took the time, and I'm, I'm going to just leave this with you. He took his disciples aside as he was coming to the end of his run, and he gave a prophecy about the temple being destroyed, not one stone left upon the other. He's the test of a true prophet. As he gives prophecies that come true, then you know the future ones are going to come true. So he said all this. You're, you're left as you. Uh, blessed is he who comes in. He says, this is, he sets aside Israel. He going away with his disciples. They said, uh, you see all they're talking how great it was. And he tells you not one stone of this temple will be left. They melted the gold between the stones. Those of you who aren't familiar, they moved every stone when the Romans came and destroyed the city of Israel, uh, of Jerusalem at that time. And so he goes on. And Matthew 24, read in context, describes specifically the end times. You can read it in Matthew 24, 1 through 52, Mark 13, 1 through 37, Luke 21, 
5 through 38. God thought it was so important that we put, he gave it to us three times so that we would know. So I encourage you to do it because Jesus tells it, his disciples said, tell us when the end's going to be and what will be the sign of your coming. And Jesus tells them in those few verses. In the middle of it is the abomination that makes desolate. Here's the thing. We have a chance as followers of Christ to be watchmen telling people around us what's taking place. You and I, just human beings who are bold enough, crazy enough, and really informed enough to know what God says and to tell the people around us. If you've got kids, you grab them. If you've got uh, mates that aren't saved, you grab them. If you've got family, parents, anyone, you grab them and you show the love of Christ through your life in such a way and you present the truth to them. Present the truth. We're not at a time that Jesus describes this, these end times as birth pangs. Now, as a guy, I'm not allowed to talk about those things. But I do understand that when birth pangs are taking place, I've watched it take place several uh, times. I had the honor. Uh, they get closer together and more severe. That's our country. That's our world right now. So please tell people uh, to make, he'll make you, a, talking about Israel, make him a great nation. He'll bless those that bless you and he'll curse those. That, I think we, the United States has lasted this long because we supported Israel. Now as we turn from Israel and we walk away from her, I think our, that's that, that cover and blessing because we have certainly deserved justice and judgment long before that. So prayer, please join me. Lord, wow, thank you for your word that is a clear light in dark times, a promise that you are still the sovereign God that rules and reigns with a plan that is exceedingly abundantly beyond anything that we could think, ask, or hope for. Thank you, God, that you are this God that we can come to individually. Give us the courage in these times and enough love to tell people that are perishing the dangers that are coming, to speak in love, to not be confrontive, to live a life that's winsome and drawing. Thank you that you will do that. Pray in Christ's name. Amen. Great job. Thank you. Okay. Everyone, you can breathe now. I'm sorry. I know, sorry. right? You're I, yeah. right. It's sorry. all good. Sorry. Um, okay. So we have this amazing opportunity for some questions. We do not yet have any questions okay. on our text phone, but our number is up at 301-4840, so you can still do that. So we will just open it up to those of you who are here right now. Does anybody have any questions? Just so that you know before we answer because we are streaming live, we will repeat your question so that those who are listening from home will know what the question is. Do we have anybody? Oh, all right, Ms. Rhonda. <laughs> the, the question is, we, we looked at the, the promise of Iran to attack Israel, warning them that they're going to do that. What's, what's the, all the circuit stuff around that? They have, they have partnered up with Russia. They have partnered up with Turkey. They have an alliance there, but they are going to attack Israel, and they're making it very clear because Israel, if you read the website, Behold Israel, and Israel has promised they're not going to let them get the nuclear weapon. 
the last time they tried to make a nuke, because they promised, and they, they're serious about this, to blow up Israel with nukes, if they can get them. So Israel said, I'm going to attack you. So Iran comes back and goes, really? I'm going to attack you. And so that, that's the background of that. And yes, it will happen. The, the, there will be an attack against Israel. It will be supernaturally defeated. Ezekiel 39 is the place, 30, 37, 8, and 9 is the place to describe all of those things that are, it's amazing that there's somehow all the weapons of, of Russia, uh, Turkey, and Iran are struck down and their, their armies on the hills there, join the tanks that are already there. Mm-hmm. Just as a, well, anyway, never mind. Okay. We did have a question come in on our text phone. It says, aren't believers taken up with Jesus or raptured before the tribulation period? Yes, uh, there's a good question. Uh, the question is, when does a rapture take place? There's, there's a common teaching among, and, and again, it used to be, but never mind, uh, Right now, it's probably 50-50. 50% of the people who are biblical Christians believe that, that when Christ, at the beginning of the tribulation, Christians are going to be taken out, we will sit in heaven and watch everything take place and then come back to rule and reign for a thousand years. That's one belief. It's called a pre-tribulation, the history of our world. So uh, for us uh, and for others, there's, there's another half of the body that says that, no, we're going to go through the tribulation. And at the end of the tribulation, when Christ comes back, we'll be transformed. Two beliefs, pre-tribulation rapture, post-tribulation rapture. Uh, I have a very strong opinion that I'm not going to force on you. <laughs> I am going to encourage you to read Matthew 24. Don't cherry pick. Don't grab those verses. Don't hide any of the verses. Read Matthew 24, Luke 21, and uh, Mark 13. Read them in context and just see what the scripture says and go from there. Because, you know, I can give you my opinion. Who cares? Other groups that I really respect will give you their opinion. Uh, you go find out for yourself. You got to live it. How loving is that? Uh, very. <laughs> <laughs> what else can you say? Very. It, again, it, this is important. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's not a salvation issue, right? It is not a salvation issue. So if you're a post-tribber like myself, and it's pre-trib, you can tell me all the way up, I told you so. <laughs> if you and I are slugging it out in the middle of the tribulation, and you're still here, and you're a pre-tribber, I'm going to say, told you so. Uh, right. Come and I'll give you some beans. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Um, that's all we have on our text phone. Are there any other questions yeah, here? One, one here. Yes, sir. The question is, and it's a good question, uh, what, do you, what, did I, what do I think of the United Nations when it comes to protecting Israel? I think they stinketh. That's the King James word for it. Uh, they consistently, they consistently pass resolutions, and they passed like 10 of them in the last month and a half against Israel. Israel attacks, oh, by the way, I had the statistics in there. Israel is attacked by, the, by Hamas and those people in the Palestinian and the Gaza Strip 
constantly. And Israel, uh, a couple months ago, responded with a 15-day war that went in there. The support in the United States, because of the United Nations, it was 75, or excuse me, almost 80% support of Israel before those 15 days, because our news and the United Nations so reported it, that went down to 45% now support Israel. That's what I said, when we stop supporting Israel, we're in deep trouble, and the United Nations is the worst culprit. The United States, I believe, has vetoed from the Security Council uh, every resolution, and I don't know if we'll continue to do that. Uh, I have an opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, just go read the news. <clears throat> Anything else? <laughs> They're no? still in the bottom of the waves where I just, right, just right, right. beat them to death. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, can, do you mind Whoops. if I... Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, Deanna. The United Nations and certain administrations of our country who are misguided will... It, they say that you can make peace, and our news agencies, whenever you talk about it, you will hear the word occupied territory. What they're meaning by all of that is the stuff that Israel won while they came to kill every Jew alive. Now, don't misunderstand this, and I'm, not, I'm telling you the truth. You read their doctrine. You read what they're saying. The size of Israel is not the question to the Muslims surrounding them. It's the existence of Israel. They will not be set. If you there's a book or a video that I'll gladly loan you. I keep a copy handy called Farewell to Israel. There's been, I think there's five specific deals that Israel has offered statehood to the Palestinians in exchange for peace. They turned it down every time, even though great offers were made when they did it, because it's not the size of Israel, it's the existence they do not want one man, woman, or child that's a Jew to live there. They will either kill them or push them into the ocean. That is, you read their statements. Don't listen to me. Don't believe me. So this, this dual state that's going to take place, somehow the Antichrist will dance his way through it and get that agreement that you just talked about, a peace treaty. And then, of course, it will be the last stands of our world. Isn't that fun? <laughs> yes, Ron, <Rhonda>, again. <laughs> Sorry, you got it. We're so excited. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> I don't know. But here's the thing. It doesn't mean that the United States doesn't exist. I don't, I don't believe it will be. I think we will implode. I think we're going to destroy ourselves here in the next couple of years. But it doesn't make any difference because the verses that we were used, the whole world, every nation honors the Antichrist. So if we're here, we're going to be worshiping the beast and we'll all be having our heads drug across the scanners. <laughs> or we'll be bobbing and weaving, hiding and running, supporting each other, loving each other. And oh, by the way, the church grows under persecution. Truth in the world today. Mm -hmm. Sir? That's a technical term, yes. Uh, <laughs> no, no. He's, he's pointed out that the nations around Israel should learn. I, again, this is, take this, they should learn that Israel defeated them so handily whenever they attacked them. I, I during, after that, in, in the 70s, my, it was my job to teach uh, pilots of the United States, specifically Marines, close air support pilots. But as part of that, I did the briefing on enemy weapons capabilities. 
So I would, when actually went all over uh, doing that. And the big thing was, we were totally unprepared, but we looked at Israel as the example of how you would survive in that environment. I got two more questions. What will America's response be when Israel is attacked and, and or China's response? China is active in the Middle East right now. For those of you who don't know, they're working with Saudi Arabia, uh, building up missiles so that they can d develop those. Uh, Russia is already buying allies in the Middle East. They're the biggest threat militarily that we have as a nation. They may be that nation that takes us out. They are certainly developing that capability. I don't think anyone that works in intelligence doesn't see uh, what's taking place with them. So uh, China is very active in the Middle East uh, at this time. Will they be involved in this final war? No. And who's going to stop? Read, read the Ezekiel chapter, I think it's 39, and, and they strike down the armies and they, it takes seven months to bury the dead that are there. Uh, and it sounds like they're going in hazmat suits, identifying the dead bodies, and then burying them. It's, it's, go, it, it's, it's going to be a show. Mm. The reason they're attacking is because they hate Israel. We don't understand. You know, everyone talks about all this truth and balance and everything else. That's a bunch of hooey. They are teaching Muslim children and the Palestinian Authority to hate Jews from the moment they walk into any public environment. They exalt people who will put a vest on, walk into a crowded group of men and women and children and blow themselves up. They'll build them a new home because the Jews wipe theirs out. But that's the kind of hate that runs. The Holocaust began. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Okay, one final question. As the Antichrist rises, how do we recognize him and how do we keep our heads above that and focus on God? Oh, first off, stay in the word. How do we recognize that? Very simple. Uh, the peace treaty is negotiated by the Antichrist, period. So that's there. And, and if you, if, it, you know, again, if you're a pre-tribber, don't worry about it. If you're a post-tribber, you'll see that. But you, everything is peace and prosperity up until the abomination that makes desolate. When a world leader, probably the one that negotiated the peace treaty, walks into this rebuilt temple which will be rebuilt in the first couple of years of these seven years, when he walks in there, he's going to demand worship. At that point, Christians will go, that's him. And the Jews will say, we're not worshiping that bozo. And so that's when everything turns and persecution starts. And uh, yeah, so it's halfway point, Antichrist, mm -hmm. you recognize him. He will not wear a sign. <laughs> I am the Antichrist. No. No. But anyone who knows the Bible will recognize him instantly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we will wrap up there. If you do have any further questions, please don't hesitate to um, send them in on text. We'll hit them on Saturday night. And uh, yeah, go grab some coffee and join us next weekend for our new series on relationships. We all have them. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Dion.